Welcome to Le Flaneur Politique with Dr. Michael DePercy. Don't forget to check out the show notes at politicalscience.com.au. Do you remember how social media was going to change the world? Well, it didn't really, and it just got captured by the old regime, by journalists, by everybody else. It didn't prove to be the big freedom machine that we first thought some 10 years ago. So how did this happen? How did marketing get involved? How has it changed? Is it still any good? I asked Associate Professor Rochelle Johns, a marketing specialist and head of the School of Management at the University of Canberra, a few questions about social media. So Rochelle, thank you for joining me. No worries at all. I want to ask you today a few questions about um, marketing, but in particular social media and marketing. And there's a couple of things I'm interested in. And the first is that when I first started experimenting with social media, and this is back in around 2007, okay? So Facebook and Twitter were really just sort of starting off in Australia at least. But there was this whole bunch of enthusiasm for social media's potential. And I was even in on it, right? We got in on Government 2.0 with uh, then Senator Kate Lundy and a few others. And I really thought that this would break down some of the traditional barriers to the individual to public communication. So Mm -hmm. previously... If you weren't an elite, you just didn't get access to the media, for example, or unless, you know, you're a witness to some amazing event. So when Facebook and Twitter came around, I thought that it would give citizens a and consumers a, a public voice uh, that, that technology yeah. will allow this. But the problem is now, what I'm finding is that Facebook and Twitter and all these other social media platforms, they seem to have captured the traditional media's business model of broadcasting and advertising. They're not really creating necessarily a consumer voice, uh, so to speak. For example, Spotify, it's free, but you have to listen to the ads. And it seems to me this is like a way of combining the traditional television and radio advertising model, but also with the subscription service. So if you don't want the ads, you can pay. Does this mean that the potential of social media has actually been relegated to marketing? Have we lost its potential? I don't think we've lost its potential. I think there's still loads of potential. But of course, organisations, businesses have seen potential for profit making. And, you know, I heard the other day from someone who was saying, oh, we've got the free model and the pay for model, which is like what you're talking about with Spotify, having the ads. If you're willing to, to have ads or to have less content, you can have that for free. But if you want to pay, you can. So, of course, organisations are always going to turn around and say, oh, look, here's a way we can make some money. But social good, I think that's still happening. And, and you you raise a good point about breaking down the traditional barriers. I think that's exactly what's happened. Um, maybe not to the extent that you were hoping for back, you know, 10 years ago. Right, right. But I think that is what's happened. So governments are now talking more freely. Um, you've got police services talking freely. Um, and one of my favourite Facebook sites is the Queensland Police because of the way that they interact with the public in a more casual way than police would normally do. You know, police are quite formal. Yeah, right. And here we've got Queensland Police, you know, they're really casual. So I think that the social good is still there. Um, but yes, there's probably more potential that isn't necessarily being recognised you know, in a way that you're thinking. Yeah, right. I'm, I mean, I, I suppose... What I was thinking of, and you being a marketing expert, right, I was thinking about how it's funny how much things have changed, yet they've all stayed the same in many ways as well. And it made me think about my undergrad experience with marketing, um, which was quite limited, right? But I wondered, 
how is marketing in the social media era different to the past? For example, are the four P's still relevant? Yeah, so the four P's are product, price, place and promotion. And depending on which book you look at, there could be seven P's, there can be 13 P's and someone's gone crazy with the dictionary. Um, but really what I think, um, and, and so we still talk about the four P's, believe it or not, in marketing. Um, and I don't think it's changed that much in in the social media era. I will say that there is a, a new body of, of thought which is about co-creation and co-creation of value. So what we're saying is that marketing should be about creating value for the customer but the customer has to step up and create that themselves. And so we're seeing a lot more of that in the social media era than ever before. We're seeing that people are having to almost seek out their own value and create with the marketer. Right. I also think that what's happened with marketing is we've gone from a really rehearsed um, approach. So marketing, you know, we would we would spend weeks testing advertisements, planning advertisements, um, planning which imagery we were going to use. We'd put it out there. We'd test it again. You know, we, we spent weeks doing this. Now we've got social media, which basically says, right, snap, snap, snap. We've got to get out there. We've got to get the message out there. People don't want to wait for you to test a social media message to see if it works. You've got to be immediate. And so that means that marketers need to be a lot more confident than ever before, a lot less rehearsed than ever before, a lot more about interaction. And I think that's the challenge for marketers today. Um, but that's not what social media is about either. I think social media is about communication. It's not just about marketing. And so the risk of, of thinking it's just about marketing really does limit its potential. And if we're talking about social media as being a lot more than that, right, right. Um, then it can be social change, can't it? Well, yeah, I mean, you talked about co-production. And I want to I ask you a little bit about this because mm. I see it sometimes as a business model where I provide stuff for free and they sell it back to me. Yeah. How much of this is f sort of free riding by businesses versus a real genuine sort of co-produced value in society situation? So what you're really asking is, how much is it them just saying, oh, let's do some free promotion rather than it being let's genuinely connect with our audience? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's impossible to answer. <laughs> you know, you know what, what you're saying is what are their intentions? I would like to think their intentions are pure, but they're marketers, you know. <laughs> so it's not always pure. But if you don't have a social media page and if you're not connecting with your audience – you're in trouble these days. So in many cases, it is about what we have to do. The audience is there. The audience wants it. The other thing is I think people are – in the past, it used to be this sort of real um, element of I want to find out, you know, I want to find something – what a brand's doing is this brand on sale or whatever I'm going to seek it out whereas now with social media every day you can set out you know a promotional thing and it will get into the inboxes of people so I think you know I think we do need to see it as having a lot of marketing value they say that a Facebook recommendation by your family and friends results in about 15% more sales than a recommendation in any other way so right, right. word of mouth has changed because of social media but it's still word of mouth then it's still word of mouth yeah, right, and we right. trust our friends and family but if I say to you hey I've read this great book you're more likely to because you see it and you remember it whereas if I said to you in a, in a hallway hey I've read this great book you say oh that sounds good I'll, I'll look at it later you forget and then certainly advertising advertising is not as effective as word of mouth never has been though but yeah, social right. media gives us that word of mouth avenue that we've never really had before it's interesting that um so when i got the new podcast equipment to get rid of my audio problems i i really had to ask the experts right so yeah. i went to the my preferred let's call them my preferred supplier 
And, and I actually asked them, I said, you know, I'm having these problems. How can I fix the problem? And they said, you've got to buy this stuff. And I sort of said, well, here's my budget. What are my options? And we, yeah. we basically worked out a setup. I was really happy with, right? So It looks really cool. Well, I, I tell you, I'm really happy. But, but the point is that without their knowledge, I couldn't have done it, right? So yeah. it's almost a case of where in economic theory, right, the consumer is assumed to have perfect knowledge of the products in order for the free market to work, right? So, yeah. so marketing really is that communication. And the better the marketing is, then the better the the knowledge of the consumer, right? Which means that you can buy the stuff you want rather than having to, like I did, you know, try it my own way a couple of times, spend spend money that I didn't need to. So there's, there's sort of like a, I, I suppose what I'm getting at is that you've got like this, um, on one side, it's really good to have marketing that's useful. But on the other, what about when you end up with too much information? Like every time we go to buy something, right, we get online yeah. and we check out the reviews. Half the reviews say it's the greatest thing in the world and the other half say it sucks, don't ever buy it. Yeah. What do you do with that? Yeah, I know. I find reviews really challenging, particularly tourism reviews. You know, you're about to go somewhere and you want to check out if this hotel's good and half the people love it and half hate it and who do you believe and oh, and books. And, I mean, everyone's got those mixed views. I think at the end of the day, you have to still be an informed consumer. Um and in fact, the salespeople are saying consumers are more informed than ever before. You walk into the good guys, you walk into JB Hi-Fi or whatever electrical store you want, and you say, I want this television for this price, I want this. In the past, it was that you would walk in and ask for advice. You know, you would actually say, which is the best television? Now we don't trust salespeople in the same way because we trust our informants on online. Um, we trust, you know, the different... Uh, reviews that we can read and so right, on right, yeah. a lot more than ever before so we're going in with an informed um, knowledge base doesn't mean you wouldn't change your mind when you get into the store um, if there's a particular promotion on and 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 you do actually build a rapport with the salesperson but we don't always and that's our starting points changed the other thing i wanted to ask you about was something i've been reading about is uh there's, there's a guy ryan holiday in the u.s and he was a marketing guru at the age of 19 he um designed a lot of the marketing for American Apparel and things like that. What really interests me about him is that he loves reading books, and I mean hard copy books. So here we have this guy who's right up on the sort of you know current marketing mm. capabilities and the social media and everything else, yet in his actual personal development, he's moved away from it, and he uses it as a way to communicate, but it's not everything. Whereas, you know, you see others who are just all over social media but there's not much substance behind it other than the presence. So th we've got this one guy, Ryan Holiday, and the other guy is a professor of um, computer program or computer science in the US, uh, Cal Newport. And he suggested that social media is just a whole bunch of marketing tools and that most of the IT stuff we have makes us human routers. So in effect, we get an email, we do something with it, and we send it off to someone else. You can actually automate this and get rid of the person. Which means that you really, if you, if that's all you do with your time, you're not adding any value, right? So he goes as far to say that this deep work, as he calls it, needs you to have no distraction from social media and that you do like deep sort of knowledge work so that when you're not distracted and, and apparently he says you can only do it for about four hours a day, right? If you're a master of deep work. But if you do that, you create value that no one else or no machine can create. Whereas if you're just on social media be being distracted, distracted all the time, yeah. you're just like a human router. You're just transferring this sort of knowledge. So is the consumption of social media and media content simply a waste of time for the individual? 
And is it actually more beneficial to, I love this word, marketeers? Do you agree or why or why not? I think it can definitely be a waste of time, but I don't want people to to shy away from using social media, but use it wisely. So um, I know people that hide parts of their feed and then they check it out when they want or almost all of their feed. I know people that use it one hour a day. I know people that use it constantly. Um, There have been recent studies that have really shown that multitasking is not actually what we're doing so people used to say oh we can multitask yeah it's not true right? it's yeah. not true yeah. they say that actually what you're doing is just distracting yourself yep. and then yep. it takes ages to get back into the mindset so the idea of deep work or focused work is that you stay in that frame of mind you get a lot more done in a lot a lot less time so if we stop flicking and looking at social media and different things like that then what happens is that we actually can can get a lot more done Um, and so that's why you can work four hours a day and get a lot more done now I think there is a lot of good content on social media so I think we have to be really careful at saying oh social media is a distraction it's a waste of time Um, I get a lot of ideas from watching what people are saying from talking about things you know and and business people get ideas how do you get ideas if you're not talking to people and whether that be talking down at the pub or in a, um, a community group or whether that be talking on social media it's no different but we wouldn't be at the pub eight hours a day or, or, or yeah, yeah. you know, 12 hours a day. Well, you sort of know that you were distracting yourself. Then, exactly, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think we have to be really careful how we use social media and how frequently we use social media. And that can be a reminder for all of us, myself included. Yeah, right. Well, um, you mentioned those apps. Um, I've got this app that blocks my feed on yeah. Facebook. And every time I go to click on it to have a look at what's happening, it comes up like a motivational quote, like, you know, get back to work or... Oh, you know, that's yeah, fabulous. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really cool. So yeah. it's, it's made a big difference. But um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was you mentioned in some of your research work that social media can be effective for service provision for community, things like community well-being or transformative services, uh, equity and access, but also things like responsible gambling communication. How so? Well, a few years ago, or maybe 15, 20 years ago, people were saying people in regional communities really weren't getting access to service delivery for social good, to government campaigns, to government services, that, you know, people in regional areas were just missing out. And a lot of social good campaigns are actually informational campaigns so social media can be a perfect avenue for that but we also see things like just different use of technologies so now doctors or counselors or coaches can work on skype or can work you know different ways so you could have an appointment in a different way from where you had in the past so i know people that have lived in regional cities and they've seen doctors you know through Skype appointments or consultations and then they only have to go in for treatment and I mean why not when you're when you're just having a consultation why should you have to go into a capital city to park your car to spend hours there traveling there and waiting and all of those things just to be told this is what the next step is or whatever Um, do they have to be face to face so we're seeing technology changing a lot of that and I I mean yes we could say that um it can be negative, but it does have a lot of social good benefits. And that's where the transformational service comes in. So what we're saying is, okay, we need to change the way that uh, we see service, service delivery. Is service delivery something that has to happen face-to-face? Can we use self-service technologies? Can we co-create from a distance and all these things? And that's where um, I believe it's happening. From a, a gambling point of view, for example, it could be that we're just... Um, 
it could be an app that restricts, you know, online gambling or something that people can do. Like, right, um, right. Or it could be that we are just doing promotional campaigns and reminder campaigns and, and support for family and friends that are affected or for someone who is uh, does have problem gambling. Okay, so you know the big signs on the road? They spent like, you know, $100,000 building yeah. those electronic signs and they always say, do this or you're going to lose your license or yeah. do that or we're going to fine you and we're going to do this. And the amount of times I've seen motorbike riders give the sign the bird as they ride past, you know, it's, it's the funniest thing. So how much does this stuff work? Does it, does it really work or do people actually think, you know, who the hell are you to tell me what to do with these scare campaigns? The scare campaigns are really interesting. Um, in the past, the research has sort of shown that scare campaigns can actually um, scare the wrong audience. So, you know, you get like a smoking campaign and it'll actually turn off um, non-smokers more so than and, and smokers will just not pay attention but I actually think that's not such a bad thing if it's creating a dialogue in the community anyway so if people are starting to become more aware it gets them talking and so you know if you drink and drive you're a bloody idiot the number of kids that were saying that to their parents you know it just becomes that reinforcement they're hearing it they're seeing it you know and so on is social media more effective you know social media gets you probably in the evenings you know you're sitting down you're watching some tv you're looking at your phone or your your computer and you get that um it can be reinforced it's something you can click on you know you can find out more information you're driving past a sign as you say 100 kilometers an hour it tends to just be a reinforcement of that so and that's always been the case with newspaper advertising often has a lot more information than a tv ad or certainly a a billboard but it's all about that that triangulating and reinforcing um and we call it integrated marketing communication so having the same message over and over yeah yeah i remember i always use a um case study uh, in the ACT, do you remember they took the middle out of the recycle bins like yeah, yeah. 20 years ago? They had to put on a full person full-time to answer phone calls. With About them, what that when meant? When them say, my bin's broken, you know, the middle bit's fallen out. And yet they door knocked. It was in the radio, television, newspaper. So, you know, they basically covered every imaginable thing and yeah. people still didn't get the message, you know. So, yeah, it's really hard work, isn't it? And that's exactly right. So... This social media marketplace then, it's fairly diverse, right? And so there are many platforms and what I've found is that even myself, I use lots of things, but I'm very loyal to the things that I use and I'm even happy to, to subscribe to some of those services. Um, yeah. I actually don't mind paying for a quality service, you know. Um, not so much paywalls, they were a bit annoying, but if I find something I like, a cloud service or whatever, I'm happy to pay, right? But I tend to be quite loyal and at the same time, the market's saturated with all these different applications and different systems and networks and so on. So it's sort of like we're trying to sort of cater to everybody with a different platform form to suit their style. And then the other thing is, if you look at Google search engine and even Facebook, it beams advertising to the browsing consumer. And the thing that annoys me is that every time I purchase something online, and I do a lot, right? Yeah. I try and do that all the time because it's always cheaper. It's easier to. And, and easy, yeah. yeah. You don't have to drive around oh. forever in the traffic and yeah. obviously better, right? The problem is then, as soon as I bought the item, I'm just blasted with advertisements of that thing that I already uh, bought, you know, f- over and over. Yeah. And I've got the item and it's sitting there in front of me and all over Facebook is this item. And I just think this is so lame. It's ridiculous. You know, yeah. this is so lame. 
Now, is this because the algorithms are just too crude, or is it is it is it a case that you know it, we're in this trough of disappointment? Are you familiar with the Gartner hype curve? Yeah, I am a yeah, little I, bit, not as much as you. I don't think. I, no, I I love it, right? Because yeah, I've of, seen you talk. I've about lived it before. through it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm in the trough of uh, disillusion. I'm just coming out the other end now. But I just wondered, are we in that sort of disappointment phase with social media, and it's going to get better? Like, are we just over the initial? We finally accepted it, and now it's going to become institutionalized, or yeah. What's happening for society? Is it a good thing? Well, um, just talking about that um, trough of disillusionment. So it starts off with what innovation trigger, and then you're saying, okay, now we start to peak our expectations. Like everything's yeah, like, you perfect. Know, when Twitter came out, it was like, oh my god, we're going to change the world. You with know, Twitter, going to be yeah, with Twitter. And no, and we didn't. And, and so then happened. you get to the trough of dis- disillusionment. But then you're saying it's it increases, so we start to get a bit more excited again. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and, and then suddenly, well, not so much. Not over the top. We're not like reifying no. the technology, and we're not going to say like Twitter's going to change. You know, nothing's going to change the world. We're yeah. just going. Okay, yeah. look, I don't know. I mean, I certainly see a lot of people saying, "Oh, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to have a Facebook break. I'm going to have a Twitter break. I'm going to have." Have you done it? Have I? No. I've done it three times. Ha- like, for I know you months. have. Yeah, You've disappeared. Really cool. Yeah, I've it, never disappeared. It upsets people. I keep getting. Where are you? From people saying, "Why did you unfriend me?" And I'm like, "I didn't. I just, you know." So what happens when you go away? Do you do you does you? I write profile? letters. No, but when you go, no, but <laughs> no, I don't mean true. to you. But what happens to your page? Do you, does it? You've do you just come off, back? You got to be off for a while. I can't remember how long it was. And I then think you it was just come year. back. And then you come back, and everything's the if, same. If you you could delete it, right, and they won't see you as a friend anymore. Yeah. But then if you decide, oh, just check, and you sign back in, it reactivates the account, and all, you, and you have the and same. Everything's friends. there. So and it's like nothing changed. No, so <laughs> the trouble is that mine only goes back to 2012, which is when I went off for a year and my account actually shut completely down. shut down. So everything before that I've lost, which is actually pretty good. <laughs> it's like rewriting history. <laughs> Mind you, I, my photos don't look as – they look better back then, you know, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think – I mean, expectations are key. If you really have high expectations, we're always going to get disappointed. So if you think Twitter's going to change the world, it's not going to change the world, then we are going to get disappointed. And so expectations are really key, and that's something that we marketers are really worried about. You know, if we set too high expectations, people are disappointed. If we set too low expectations, no one wants to – find out anything more about us in terms of the algorithms the promotion it's a bit like big brother isn't it sometimes it's a bit scary you just check something out and then suddenly um facebook knows and they're 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 saying you should buy this and you're like oh god um and and i think the algorithms are crude still i think that they they are but i don't know if there's a solution i've thought often about this like if i've already bought the book why is the book coming up in my feed i don't need to see it again um or it sort I've, of assumes that you, you're going to take a week to look for something. I know. Do you know what I mean? And, like, we, and we just don't and, make and decisions like that. And you've already bought it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah some people do, like though. Some people do. And some decisions. And sometimes you look at something really awful. So like someone says, look at this disgusting outfit. or And you look at it and then for the week, next week you're seeing it. Yeah. 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 yeah no, that's um, pretty bad. Yeah. But, I, you know... I think there's just too many technologies to keep up with too. So young people are not using Facebook nearly as much as people think they are. They're yeah. using, I mean, what are they using now? They're using we found that Snapchat. with students. Hardly yeah. any students are using Twitter. Yeah. Whereas an assum- there's an assumption that they're all using it. It's, yeah, it's, it's like more like a middle-aged thing, Twitter. Journos yeah. um, and authors, I pin- find. Yeah. Pinterest, you know, then there's um, Snapchat. Like there's, there's just so many things, um, Instagram and so on. And it's really hard to keep up with that. Um, and so all of the marketers are saying, well, what do we do? What can we do to keep up with that? Um, but I do think that 
social I mean, I'm I'm upset that you're dis- disillusioned by social media because I think there's so much potential for communicators and you are a communicator and I think there's so much potential if we take charge of this and not use it just simply as a as a means for um you know making it just about the marketers even though I'm a marketer I I I don't want it to just be a marketing tool because if it's just a marketing tool, we are going to get disillusioned. I suppose this is like television when you're a kid, you know, like for me back in the seventies, okay, they used to say you should watch documentaries. Don't just watch stupid cartoons or, you know, like educational and and you should have like a time budget for how much television you watch. Right. And, And the thing is that you could monitor that because you can hear the television, but you can't hear a kid on their phone sitting in the corner somewhere. Right. So, you know, maybe there's technolo- technological changes. Are, um, it seems to be, this is the thing, right? It seems to me that it's the same old principles, but they're just a little bit different in application. Would, would, is that a fair comment? I think it, I think that is a fair comment. But what's happened is there's a lot more co-creation than ever before. So going back to that co-creation idea, we are seeing a lot more participation. You know, you watch TV, it's very passive. Um, There was this uh, prediction that what would happen is with the web, you know, we'd start, you know, you're watching Friends because that was what was around back then and and you wanted to buy Rachel's dress or Joey's glasses and you could click, you know, you could click a button and you could buy them. And that never really took off um, except for, you know, a couple of sort of really interactive TV shows that never really happened. And even reality TV, it never really happened that we could actually then engage in that way. But with social media, we can. And so there's a lot more potential. and, and, And so we are seeing those sorts of things happen we're seeing a lot more people participating but then also being able to share ideas and share um ideas and develop new new programs i've said i've got a friend who said hey i'm really interested in financial feminism i'm really interested in how we can help women make empowered financial decisions i've got other friends that said hey i really want to set goals with my friends can we join together and you know set goals for you know careers or different things and so I think this this idea that it's purely about what I'm buying and not buying and or people telling us what they did for their day or what they ate for breakfast, I think it can be a lot more than that if people are joining together, just like it could be at the pub. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that's um that's that's fantastic. I think you've sort of dragged me a little bit out of the trough of uh, disillusionment <laughs> there, but uh, look, great to have you on the show. Um, th- and thanks so much for coming along. Thanks, Michael. 